0: Everyone who's watching, uh, I'm your host, Michael Armorgan. I'd like to thank you for joining this week's episode of Tech Talk. Um, with me today, I have a special guest, Matrix. Um, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself.
1: Uh, once again, I'm Matrix Blue. I work in IT, I'm a systems engineer um pretty much working building servers maintaining network infrastructure occasionally delving into some pbx systems i love what i do i've always been passionate about technology especially mobile technology you know emerging things that are coming out um, i spend a lot of time on youtube like reading technos and on reddit as well and also a semi-serious gamer
0: now Matrix and I have known one another for years now, and we had actually yeah. talked about something similar to this show about a year or two ago. And you know, I was already tossing around the idea from then, and so now here we are, finally doing it. Uh, finally doing it. But uh, this we're to, this episode, we've got a lot to talk about, as per usual with tech talk. But uh, we're going to be going over this week's past news information. So we've got to be talking about Twitch, Google, Samsung, Qualcomm, Facebook, Microsoft, Razer, Apple, OnePlus, IF TT or if this then that, Amazon, Nintendo and a few others. So jumping right onto it, we have Twitch. Now, Twitch is now if you're watching on Twitch, you probably already know this. If you're watching on Facebook, then this might be something new to you but uh twitch is one of the other i I currently stream on two places so that's twitch and facebook at the same time and if you're watching this on youtube then well you're probably watching the edited version of this show um but on twitch they've had for a long time now something called partners now those partners have always had those special features like um subscriptions they've had Better encoding rates so that it's easier to watch them without the buffering. They've had special emojis and like a a few other features, including like a merch well, a merchandise store with their logos and a bunch of other stuff. And they're typically the persons that sponsors really go for. Um, But that's been changing with the affiliate program that they've rolled out not so long ago, and they've actually upgraded that just this week as well now allowing for affiliates to not only get the subscription feature which means that if you have something like amazon prime and you can log in with your twitch account link them up get a something called twitch prime and actually subscribe to your favorite streamer for completely free it doesn't cost you anything extra than what you're already paying for your amazon prime account not only that but they are also giving um one sub emotes is that like partners get crazy amounts like I think 50 but um yeah so it, it's it's becoming more and more even I guess in a sense and making it more viable to just want to become an affiliate
1: um, and that's that's been a that's been a growing trend like I've been watching I've been consistently watching Twitch for probably the last two years since I started getting involved with Destiny. you know Twitch is a a huge part of the community. As a matter of fact, there's this thing called DestinyCon going on right now, where the community has raised over a million dollars to donate to uh, St Jude's, and that's happening entirely on Twitch. Just you know, a few uh, streamers that can contribute, been donating their stream time towards you know that particular charity. But I remember back in the day, like in the earlier days of Twitch, in order to become subbed, you had to. I think you had to have something something of where we had uh, to have at least 500 concurrent viewers at, at, at one point in time. Yeah. So we, uh, getting sub was like a real, it was like a real, it was a difficult thing to do. It was, it was really hard. Like a few people have been streaming for months and months and they, um, they didn't get around to it. But gradually even a few of the, my favorite streamers who we weren't as popular as the main guys. But there's some guys who consistently pull like, 10,000 views like during their stream, like 10,000 current viewers. But, one of my favorite streamers, he does um, trials carries, which is is a game mode in, in Destiny, which is highly competitive. But he he on a good on a good weekend, he averages about like 120 views. But he's been sub for for like a year. I think he just celebrated one year sub um, like a month ago. But like I've noticed, like they've becoming quote unquote I don't want to use this term, but casual friendly towards uh, world. You know making ways for regular people you know less you know less monopolistic um, streams to you know like to get to get some to get uh, some some money because I think they realized that a lot of third-party services were actually filling that gap things like game risk where you weren't necessarily partnered with twitch but you can be you can be partnered with game rest by and people would subscribe because if you really like this one particular streamer and some people, and they had, they, had to, they had to really acknowledge that some people prefer the actual smaller communities. Like if you go into a large stream when there's, you know, a thousand people there and, you know, there's no way, I mean, it's very unlikely that the stream is actually going to see a message in chat and actually respond to. Some people actually turned off by that. You know, some people prefer to go into the stream where you have 100 people, 50 people, 40 people etc and you know they like to hang out there they actually get to know the other people in chat and it's like a smaller community a smaller tight-knit but it creates a conflict where they actually want to support that person but you know twitch where with the old philosophy that they've been catering toward the giant people the giants of the industry they didn't really make a way for um, me as a person to support this one guy who I like because he wasn't so popular so I think that's the, the philosophy that's that's been um, on the rise of Twitch.
0: Well, I know there there are a lot of other ones and there's a there's one that I was considering using, which is Streamlabs. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, even people like Patreon, um, Patreon. Patreon. Patreon is one of the ones that has really, real. um, really started to go off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was also the issue, because I think it was just this past week as well, um, there was a streamer that got a really nasty, nasty chargeback because of um, using something like uh, like Streamlabs and whatnot. And they've been fighting stuff like this for some time now. And so, whenever someone... So, what pretty much chargebacks are is when, say, you donate to a stream using something like Streamlabs or uh, Gamewisp or something like that, and it goes to your PayPal account. Mm -hmm. Now, because it goes to your PayPal account, they then are able to go in and say, oh, I didn't mean to pay this person or something along those lines. Um, And then PayPal then takes that money back from you Pretty much causing you to have a processing fee, which can be quite a hefty amount. And like if that happens consistently, and there's not not enough like evidence that you know, hey, I'm a streamer because you know, Twitch PayPal is just starting to really come around to this whole idea. Mm -hmm. Um, they will saddle you with those fees, and you will get screwed. And he was screwed out of like thousands of dollars. Really?
1: Just from just from people donating money and taking it back
0: yeah like it, it happened where this one guy in particular was subscribing sorry mm-hmm. not subscribing was donating mm-hmm. um and then would take it back and then there's like even a case where someone was giving out fifty thousand dollars like to different streamers mm-hmm. and then watching them like celebrate and everything like that and then after they celebrated he charged back
1: so this is like a more, like, a really malicious form of trolling
0: or something? Yeah, for some of them, it is really just that. It is, like, there's no other way to really put it.
1: (laughs) So, this...
0: Yeah, it is. Um, And so I'm glad they actually came out with this before, you know, like, I can like, me personally, I'm glad I didn't go that route because Lord knows I I don't want to have to deal with something like that. I would... Much rather Twitch have that protection and cover my backside.
1: So, so tell me what what, what this um, chairing thing is. This is kind of like you know the whole you know Red Cross fair thing where you go and you purchase tickets and then you instead of paying cash to the actual as you pay the tickets instead.
0: Understand? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like that that nails it very evenly on the head. Uh, <laughs> so uh, how should I put it? What you do is you purchase a certain block of tickets or chairs in this example. Mm-hmm. And so then let's say you buy 50,000. You can then give me 100, which is like a dollar. Mm-hmm. And like then it'll pop up on my screen. It's like so-and-so chaired X amount. Um, and that goes directly into my, like, my bank account. I don't split it. Now subscriptions is a little different um, now I think it's a, little, it's a little off and I'm not sure if we're really supposed to talk about it but essentially there's a split when it comes to Twitch um, I think it, for the higher end people it might be different I have no idea that's, that's how it currently is but um, yeah there's a split so you don't get the full amount you get a, a portion of it but it's still a pretty good portion
1: yeah, I mean, people make a living doing this thing, right? You know? well, so we play video games, those
0: are Yeah. So, but I mean, that's. When you get to that point, you have a lot of subscribers anyway, so it doesn't hit you as hard regardless.
1: Yeah. And that's aside from the donations that you get.
0: Yeah. So, the next part about it that Twitch has actually done is that they've actually. Well, the, they're planning on their. Uh, App. that's what I'm looking for to actually thank you for following matrix <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so on the app they're actually going to be revamping how it looks it's going to allow for live vlogging so for those persons that are just like going out and about and mm-hmm. actually just like recording themselves out in the wild then they yeah, have like a bit
1: pokemon go
0: Mm, more so just face like it, it's not going to be recording uh, what's on your phone
1: yeah but you remember during the whole Pokemon Go phenomenon, like people would actually carry two phones and they would uh, keep yeah, them yeah. one. Um, and, uh, yeah. it one and yeah it could be
0: just like that Um, just like flip the screen I me mean flip the camera, point it at there flip it back, start talking or whatever however you want to do it. it that is one way to go about it
1: and I'm sure that, I'm sure, I'm sure Android, I don't know if they would be able to implement this on iOS, I'm pretty sure they probably, they may not be able to, but I'm sure at least with Android they'd be able to like, capture the actual screen as well as capturing uh, the front-facing audio as well while you're playing.
0: It's possible on both, actually. Um, it's just a matter of how much they actually want to invest in it. And I think they were talking about possibly doing it in the future. Um, but I know definitely for this one it's just going to be like the camera. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so what would be the point of that? Like, you can, like, what, what, what differentiates that from like an app? Like, I don't know if Periscope is still a thing, you know, when Twitter had that live video streaming app.
0: Well, yeah, um, Periscope is actually still a thing, surprisingly. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's still fairly popular, not as much as before, certainly but um i have seen like people like uh no that was on instagram that I'm thinking right now
1: live video yeah um, there's so many different things to do live video you know facebook live video is pretty popular instagram i' i don't have face i actually do my facebook account but I'm still on Instagram so, like, I, every once in a while, I see, hey, a certain person has gone live. Yep. Like, I'm still trying to figure out how to turn off those notifications, <laughs> But, like, every once in a while, my phone calls, oh, I'm like, saying, well, who messages me now? No, nope, someone's gone live.
0: Yep. Like, I've only had two people that really go live. um And it's mainly mainly ones. But uh, they're it's like, Chris Perillo and...
1: um is Chris Perl still around?
0: Yeah, he's still around. He still deals with his that's, website and stuff like that's
1: that. That's the lock gnome guy, right? Yeah. I haven't seen that guy in years, man. He's still around. I thought he gave up.
0: Nah, like, I talk- well, granted that was years ago, but I was talking to him like three years ago, and he was still at it, and, like, I still see him coming up live and stuff like that. That's cool. To cool. However you want to pronounce that, thank you for following.
1: Uh, that's
0: one of my destiny clients Awesome! So I'm taking it. to shared that. Yeah, I
1: shared you Thank you. Like, my plan display.
0: Um, but yeah, there there are still people doing it, and um, but essentially, it's it's for those people that uh, I guess you could say are the the Vang streamers. Like, it's just their their life vlogging. Or live streaming.
1: Like Justin.tv? Something like that, yeah. Isn't that the technology that I've actually started Twitch?
0: Yes, it is. Justin.tv is turned to Twitch um, and refocused itself on gaming, and now it's coming back to kind of what Justin.tv was all about.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: like Because there's now talk shows, there's the creative, so there's people playing uh, like music and making them boring and... It's essentially what Justin.tv was, just being remade again.
1: It's hard to kind of mention Twitch without, because um, you you know remember Beam Pro that recently got rebranded to Mixer. Yep. Have yeah. you have you actually seen that thing before? Like that is like amazing.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. Didn't Microsoft purchase that just recently?
1: Yeah, Microsoft purchased. and They integrated into Microsoft and they integrated into the Xbox. But it's so crazy. Like I'm watching a dude stream right and. Like I'm looking at the latency because I can see when you know I say something or make like a gesture, I can see where, where it pops up in chat. Like I'm like, hey, and the dude's like, hey, Matrix. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I just type that. Like, and like the latency is extremely low, so you're actually watching in real time. Yep. And it's like almost unsettling, like how <laughs> how, how, how quick you get a response. It's like you type in something, like yeah, I okay, see. you.
0: Yeah, technically, there's like thirty different places you can live stream. It's just a matter of which one you want to go with at this point. Um, but I mean, the Twitch app is also getting some other stuff, like Dark Mode. It's So it's essentially, it's beating YouTube Gaming and, well, not YouTube Gaming, always said that, but the official YouTube app um, with that. And it's overall getting UI to become more like the desktop version with like tabs and everything like that to change the stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, like, if that's the best way to go because mobile kind of has its own beast of a UI system and design. But uh, I guess we'll see.
1: I like the the Twitch mobile app, like how does that pop up video? I okay, thought that was pretty cool. My biggest gripe with the Twitch app is, I don't know if you use Google Cast a lot, but I, I do. I have, like, an Android TV in the internet. And sometimes I just want to, you know, like just cast it to cast on my Chromecast or my Android right? TV, depending on where I am. And it, when you cast it, it transforms the entire app into just, a text, into just a text box, but there's no spell check on the text box. Like, I'm like, like, it sounds like something simple, right? But you have no idea how frustrating that is. Like, I'm trying to type and type. I'm like, am I an idiot? Am I Like. If you ever try to use your phone without autocorrect or, tech or, or without spell checking, like you just feel like could do it, like it's, it's ridiculous.
0: Oh, autocorrect will still screw you up. So <laughs> it, it, that's yeah, not always I would, a guarantee.
1: I, I would at least, I would like at least some semblance of you know civilization in that app. And it doesn't sound like something that would be difficult. It's like they just okay, like, yeah, they don't need spell check. These dudes don't like spell check. Anyway. Nah,
0: but um. Let's move on to Google, because we actually have... uh, Google has done a lot of stuff this past week, um, and it's a lot of back-end stuff that many people probably haven't really heard about or thought about, like, that even it was needed. So, for example, there's a part of Google called Area 120, or 120, however you want to call it. Now, chances are you've probably never heard of that, D'Angelo, have you heard of 120 before? Okay. You just told me to just know. So, essentially, 120 is a comp-, well, a division of Google that's started to do more of the garage-type apps and services and stuff like that. So, just, like, little moonshots that are just little things that you wouldn't really expect Google to come up with.
1: I thought they, I thought they put that out of Google and and put it on the Alphabet of those kinds of projects.
0: You, yeah, so it's things like that, but it's... Area 120 is a little weird with that. Like, it still falls under Google. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what's, an, what's an
1: example of something
0: they're they, they working on? Well, so, for, for example, they released an app, not, um, well, I think it's been a few months now, called Uptime. And I think it was iOS only, but it allowed you to watch YouTube with your friends at the same time on your mobile device,
1: which, yeah. All right, wait, wait, hey, on, hang on. Walk me through what that experience is like.
0: OK, so you, your group of friends would mm-hmm. download the app. Mm-hmm. You would all link up with one another. You would put in a YouTube link or search for YouTube and bring it up. Mm-hmm. And you press it on, I'm guessing, the controller phone. And for everyone. It plays at the exact same time.
1: Didn't Hangouts already have that feature though?
0: It had something similar, yeah.
1: Because I remember being able to do that when like, you watch a video. But it was so terrible because people always wanted to talk and I had to pause the video, yep. etc. And they even went through the trouble actually putting a push to talk button on there. And like people are always pushing to talk. I'm like, hang on, like let me rewind the video a bit. So, you know, we can actually understand that.
0: So I think Uptime is actually just like watching videos
1: together. So how do you know like how do you um find out what video like people want to watch next? Like can people add videos to the queue? Like how yeah. you would like queuing up on a an I believe TV?
0: I believe so actually.
1: Okay. And so, it's iOS only?
0: I believe well at least the time when I first saw it, it was iOS only. Um, Come on, Google. Uptime Oh, okay. So a few days ago, two days ago, it's now become available to all. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was. I see it on there. Blah 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 blah. Is now released public. Yeah. So it's it's been in the wind for us a little bit, and now it's finally available for everybody. Um. But another. Does one.
1: There, does everyone include Windows Phone?
0: <laughs> People still code for Windows Phone?
1: I actually just saw a Windows Phone in the in while like two weeks ago. The... Yeah, but what apps are like, really? it? No, <laughs> 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 so they just use it as a phone just for calling.
0: That's probably it. Unless it has Windows Ten on it, then it could probably do some good stuff. Because they've really been working on that app store inside the Windows Ten um, system.
1: Is there a difference between Windows um, Ten and Windows Phone? I know this is sidebar conversation.
0: Um. Well, I mean the. The specs are, of course, going to be different because it's a phone. But overall, they they do have apps that you can download, and since a lot of them are shared across, like that was the whole continuity kind of thing that they were going with. Mm-hmm. So you can like if you have the Surface, if you've got the phone, you can download and move things around, and it's it's almost a very similar experience across the board. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Someone in chat says more like the is there a difference between the most of a trash can? <sighs> what else is um, um, <laughs> are area oh, What's it called? Area 121? What, what else? Are they area coming?
0: 120. It's another one that's called Grasshopper, which is actually pretty interesting. Um, I'm sure you've heard of Duolingo.
1: Duolingo, the, the um, language learning app? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I used that.
0: Yeah, so typically the idea behind that is, you know, you spend five minutes a day learning a new language. Mm-hmm. Grasshopper is essentially the same thing, but you're learning a coding language instead.
1: Really?
0: So you spend five minutes a day, and it goes through some like little quick exercises, and it teaches you a particular coding language that, I'm, that you pick from whatever you want. And, yeah. So it's...
1: It's actually pretty interesting,
0: and I'm not wondering why I haven't started using it more.
1: I'm actually going to check that out. It's called Grasshopper.
0: Yeah, Grasshopper.
1: Okay. Is it available for Android? You know, that OS that Google makes?
0: <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, Grasshopper,
1: Android. Maybe it's, maybe it's Chrome OS only.
0: It is on. It is on Android. I see it inside the Play Store.
1: Okay, I'll check it out i'll download it tonight and let you know all right so what's next on the on the show notes
0: well uh that same area is also um, announcing something called adver or a ad vr however it's, it's a play on spelling and words and stuff like that but it's 80 oh, but it, it's essentially a platform and this is what you're going to get like why they put it like this, it's a platform for ads for VR systems, or virtual reality mm-hmm. systems.
1: That doesn't sound like something you should be advertising as a mm-hmm. development that you're working on. Not really. That's something you should just you should just surprise, just blindside users with. Like one day um, I'm doing some, enjoying this free VR technology, then one day buy an ad. Like what? Just like YouTube. They, did, they didn't advertise that they were going to be starting putting YouTube ads in every freaking video that you put up on YouTube, but then one day it just started happening. One day the Fire Nation just invaded dude. Like, that came out of nowhere.
0: Like, I don't know if you really should do that though, because when you really think about it, like, it it reminds me so much of Futurama's like, internet episode where, like, ads are just, like, going straight at you and, like, coming up <laughs> everywhere and exp- when. That's essentially what VR is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the internet in virtual reality, where you're moving around, doing a bunch of stuff. I don't need ads for porno popping up in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I am trying to learn, or I'm looking at cute baby pandas in red. Trying to learn. Or, or like, just watching um, cute baby, like, red pandas.
1: Hey dog, I heard, you, I heard you like porno ads on your porn. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no let's uh I, I don't I don't like that idea I don't but I know I'm in the minority when it comes to that marketing trend so come like on you, you,
1: what was it rule 64 60 what was it like the rule that says if if it's on the internet like, there's porn of it yeah what happened to start we disconnected. Oh wait no
0: that's
1: rule 34 what rule 34 yeah rule 34 yeah um,
0: but there is one thing that I'm kind of glad Google has done, even though I have some friends that aren't so happy with it.
1: Mm-hmm. It is the death
0: of Gchat or Google Chat.
1: <laughs> I honestly thought i died about 10 years ago. About five years ago. You'd out.
0: You'd think. Didn't, didn't they replace it? They did, but then it still gave the option for people to switch back to the old ah. chat system.
1: Um, so what pops Gmail now?
0: Oh, it, it defaults to Hangouts. But you can okay. still change it back to Google... Well, you could have changed it back to Google Chat.
1: Weren't they interchangeable? Like, if you talk to someone in Gchat, wouldn't it also show up in Hangouts?
0: Yeah. It's just some people like the interface Gchat had. For whatever. You mean like a,
1: like a plain white window?
0: Yeah, essentially.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: It It was weird. I never quite understood it. it. Is Google
1: Plus Messenger a thing?
0: Uh, no, it's not.
1: No, because you know Google has one th- I love Google, right? Google is one of my favorite tech companies. Probably My actual
0: Um, yes. I just want to give a quick shout out. Thank you, proud can Canadian D, for following. Sorry for interrupting. Please continue.
1: I was saying, Google has never really gotten a message, you know, right? You know, they had GChat. Um, they eventually came out with Hangouts. They're like a few other things that I can't even remember at this point.
0: Duo.
1: Uh, Allah was, all was one of the newer ones, I think I came with, like last year or year before. And I, I didn't even bother to install it dude. Like I'm like, all this time I was just, because you know I was a BlackBerry guy. I was just looking for a replacement for BlackBerry Messenger at the time, but I would have to go to WhatsApp. Because I didn't want to give people my phone number. Like now that's the norm, now you give people your phone number in order to message them. But I just wanted to be associated with an ID. So I tried Kick Messenger. Kick was probably the most unreliable messaging experience that I've ever had. And like, when it worked well, it worked great but like you would have sometimes where the messages just wouldn't send and it, it was just a nightmare. So I say, you know, Google is a reliable company, you know, Google will get my messages there all the time. But it was so hard to get people on that platform because like, how do I add you to Google chat? I out? I have to actually get your number, put it into my your email address, into my phone, into my phone book. And then I'd be able to message you that way. Like you can't just like say, Hey, you know, check me out on, on Google chat, you know, um, you know, big, tall, and sexy, you want you know, and you can just send me an ad like that. Or, you know, here's my barcode, scan this, etc. And when you have the same company that makes four and five different concurrent messaging platforms, it's like, hey, I'm on Google Chat, which one? I'm on the green one. Or you're on the red one. Because remember Google, uh, Google Plus Messenger, like, well, who, like, what the hell was up with that? Like. Like,
0: there was so much Google Plus had at one point. Like it even had games when it first came out, and then like that died within like three months.
1: Yeah. So, I love Google Plus though. Like
0: it was, it was awesome. It like there's still a community on Google Plus, but it's not as much as it was before.
1: You know, it was taken over Google Plus. A lot of artistic people, like actual art people. Yeah. Like that's what Google Plus is really used for these days because it displays photos in a, in a real way. It isn't as constricting as Instagram, um, and it has a better, uh, better desktop interface so you can actually upload your stuff and you can uh, interact with people, etc. And so the that's compression
0: part. rate compared to Facebook.
1: Yeah, they had a cool rate. Like, the photos on Google Plus look really beautiful.
0: Um, moving on, and kind of going back to VR just a little bit, they are bringing out a new standard for VR video. It's called VR180. Yeah, so it's not going to be like the 360 experience that you're used to. This is just going to be a full 180, like from here, all around, to here. And they're saying that it's for those people who don't want to get all that (laughs) (laughs) in-depth VR system, like they don't want to have to look around behind them to see something um, that's happening behind them. They just want to like see where all the action is.
1: And Keep I mean, in mind, like, I've never used VR, but it always felt like weird because if, like, let's say that someone like actually made a VR product that was intended for human consumption, right? Every single second, you could be wondering if you're missing something. If you have things, your, your things that are not in your field of view, like that's why we like you know wide screen things so you can actually have everything within your field of view, so you don't feel like you're missing something. Yeah. So you turn around, you have to look around and see, hey, I wonder if there's something interesting over there. Exactly.
0: I see this really being used for something along the lines of like, because they've been going with the VR things for, like, at least for the US, um, elections and like political rallies and stuff like that where you can watch live and it's in VR or whatever. Or say, uh, like a technology event where you can watch it in VR or whatever. Um, you're only really needing to focus on the stage and maybe to the left or right just to see like people walk up.
1: Yeah, Nobody's but there's someone epic you. in the crowd doing... There's someone doing something epic in the crowd and everyone's like, you have to turn around and see the more
0: Well, with this, you're pretty much screwed with that. But the whole entire thing Hello? is... Well, yeah, because it's... Remember, this um, 180 is just here. So if it's mm-hmm. behind you, you're not going to be able to see behind you.
1: Uh, two questions. Number one, is it an open standard? And number two, uh, do you think the is actually going to catch on or do you think that's just the the... 2010 version of three.
0: <laughs> um, just like a fact. I do think it will catch on. Um, it just needs a little bit more time and resources, and I think companies are starting to realize that. So, like for example, the week before last, uh, Samsung had just recently bought a new company that is. People are guessing that the reason for the buy is just to make VR content because that's. Essentially, what that company is all about. And of course, you know, Samsung is dealing with Oculus, and that's a VR system, so.
1: Didn't Facebook buy
0: them? Uh, yeah. So, well, it's. It's in. Yeah,
1: essentially. You didn't mean essentially? Did, they, did, they, did Facebook buy them? Like, sell them? Or, or, there's, the there's still
0: some legal issues that are actually happening. Like, I think one of the other VR companies are saying that the the code behind it is uh, the developer who developed the code for them then went over to Oculus, created the code, Oculus got bought out by Facebook, and so there's now some
1: things... So they, they pretty much bought an intellectual uh, property to
0: That yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we're not, I'm, at least in my opinion, I'm not sure what's exactly going to be happening with them going forward, but for now... Use your Oculus. Um, but I do think it's going to be going forward. Now, your first question, um, what is that again? Is it
1: open? Is it an
0: open standard? Oh, open standard. Um, I am not hundred percent sure. More than likely it will be um, because they're already talking about it needing new hardware and stuff like that. And there's already a lot of devices that just go with a three um 360 um standard and i think google would want this to be as well used as most things so it's probably going to be along the lines of the web um webm standard
1: yeah but the thing is um there have been open standards that are actual like open source equivalents of you know proprietary standards like the, the most notable example is the h um 2.64 2, 2.64 standard which became x.264 standard when people started up in movies and, and TV shows and internet. But if you have a hardware decoder that's designed to decode HM264, it can also decode the x264. So maybe it's an open it's an open standard based on that. Because I would imagine it's something that's you know as graphical and intensive as VR would need would, Greatly benefit from a hardware decoder versus you know what it is, use, software on whatever device you need.
0: And that's that's part of it as well because 360 uses a lot more um, of the processor and everything like that.
1: Just Sorry, what, what what resolution do they render these um, these VR is stuff? It?
0: In the well, it depends. Some of them go up to I think 2K. Oh. Um, but I know this particular one they're saying it's going to be going up to 4K. Thank so,
1: you.
0: not only is it going to make it easier and to just actually, like, stream it things live because it's not going to, like, it doesn't have all that extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to hopefully look beautiful just because of the 4K.
1: Now it's I'm, more concerned, I'm more concerned about it being reliable. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, great compression. That doesn't really take away from the quality too much. That doesn't stutter. Something that's seamless, where you can just put it on and just forget about the the jankiness of it. Because I I seem to remember, because I've been following this VR thing, I've I've been wondering why people haven't given up on this thing yet. But do you remember like in the earlier days, people started to... It caused them to become nauseous?
0: Yeah, I remember that
1: um it was, was, I, and people said because it was the resolution or you know, frame rate wasn't something. the okay.
0: frame rate um was the main issue um not only that so like when you turned it lag a little bit or just like go like that mm-hmm. and so it wasn't the frame rate wasn't where it should have been um
1: they fixed these issues already?
0: now yeah for the most part that's that's part of the reason why samsung's um Oculus tie-in mm-hmm. uses an actual um, Galaxy device because the resolution, well, the frame rate on that, plus the resolution, it's... there's no issues with it. Um, now, for the other ones that like HTC Vive and others like that, I'm not 100% sure on, but I haven't really heard too much issues with it. What about
1: Cardboard? Car-
0: cardboard. Oh, Cardboard. <laughs> Well, again, that depends on the phone. Um, I know I have my cardboard. I have not had any issues with it with my six P, or my six when I use six.
1: Six is the best one, but um, I said that because I see you. There you go.
0: Um, but not only that. I mean, this new standard is going to be using like even. Uh, stereotypic. So, sorry, stereoscopic. So that's it's gonna be giving even like th- that 3D depth kind of effect to things. Hmm. So it's
1: there, kinda, like yeah. like up. mean, like how like, with the Nintendo 3DS?
0: Uh, I think the best way to really put it is bokeh.
1: Mean depth of field. Yes. Okay. So how does it tell me the depth of field? Because Um, so, like, it would, like, track where your eyes are looking?
0: I'm not sure. Like, it, it's, it's really, it's that, like, parts like that, I'm not 100% sure on. But it sounds really interesting. Now, if it's just, like, the person controlling it, and you see it how they want you to see it, that's one thing. If it's where your eyes are, that's going to be kind of crazy.
1: I know you also run a gaming show, so how do you feel about, um, VR and gaming? I, PlayStation's been
0: I think it's going to definitely become a thing. Um, how would play Red?
1: <laughs> Would you, like, play Resident Evil in 3? Oh,
0: my gosh. Um, at some point, I probably may. But, Lord knows, if I do, do it, it, it's going, <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be streamed. Dude, it's I going to be, like, probably streamed. on Halloween or something like that in a completely dark room. Like, <laughs> with like just like a light just so people can see me
1: I'm gonna come to so I'm just gonna start to you walk know?
0: don't don't do that <laughs> don't oh my gosh but yeah I think I think VR and gaming it's it's definitely gonna become a popular thing as it catches on it's already been like people have been doing stuff like that and people have been walking up on them and touching them and they've freaked out. <laughs>
1: And like sometimes some was lounge, like
0: there are people that have done it, and just the game itself, like something will pop out.
1: Like, Yo, one
0: was like he backed himself up into a corner. He's like, I can see everything. There's no way this thing is gonna get me. It comes through the wall. He turns around, freaks out, like <laughs> takes <laughs> that set off, and so, like throws it on the floor and says, "I am done." <laughs> she freaking came out the wall. I am done. <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely got it's it's definitely got it's moments right there as
1: yeah, didn't back, so it's a... <laughs>
0: um okay so continuing on gmail uh you won't act they will not be reading your gmail accounts reading scanning your gmail um emails for advertising purposes anymore
1: so how are they going to monetize it?
0: Probably with just regular ads. Yeah. Because they are already like watching what you do everywhere else anyway. So.
1: Do you remember that school built um, uh, Microsoft anti-Gmail company that they had a few years ago? Oh yeah. And you cared about. Yep, I remember that. Like, Microsoft went ham on Gmail, but people were like, dude, I don't care, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one really cared. People still use Gmail to this day, like more so than almost any other thing.
1: Sure. So uh, School rules. Yeah. Um, no. It's not surprising, though, that they would actually give across proper personalization. I guess they already know so much about you because you have a phone and they know where you go, what you do, who you talk to, all you know, that analytic information they send back to you. And then, you, know, you, just to you just look at everything else. Yeah.
0: So Yeah, that's that's essentially what I was saying. So like they they pretty much know everything about you anyway without having to go through your email. Um Android Pay, which has still yet to hit most places in the Caribbean and the West Indies, has surprise, surprise, gotten sixty more banks. But now again, none of them are here.
1: I mean, think about it. Like most of the places, I wouldn't say most, but a lot of the places I shop, they, they still don't accept private cards. So it isn't like they have a huge market penetration.
0: That's true, but those are more like mom and pop stores. Sure, for the most part. That's, that's why I, I
1: support the small business more. I mean, the small business people.
0: But I think Square needs to actually put some investment here and like tie with the banks.
1: I square mean like that company is still a thing?
0: Yeah, Square is still a thing. That yeah. store inside the mall, um, the one that sells coffee right next to the movie theater, they use their yeah, entire but, system but is Square.
1: Imitation Starbucks? Yeah. What's the company called? Cooples or something? like that?
0: Yeah, something like that. But their entire system is Square. Oh,
1: yeah. uh, so I can go there and tap my phone and bang. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, you know how long it's been since I've used an NFC reader, I think? Sorry, I didn't quite hear that. You
0: know
1: how long it's been since I've used an NFC reader in, and, and, like, my phone? Yeah,
0: it's been a while like, for me
1: too. When NFC came, first came out, like, I was all gung-ho about, like, I bought some of those NFC. I think I, I showed you one before, like, those little Android NFC things where I, like, tap my phone and, and do all kinds of crazy stuff with it. And I like, actually like,
0: Yeah.
1: And then like, you would, like, take, do this, like, and put the phones together, and, like, you know, like, send stuff, whatever. But then Apple actually... Did, but yeah, um, so
0: there's that difference. Um, YouTube will also be... The, well, the app will be changed based on recorded video size. So for those persons who like to record like this, your video is going to be showing up like this and it's actually going to be shrunk down and so you won't get those black edges anymore. So that's an interesting thing, but if you are watching, say, on your phone, and you decide that you're going to look at your comments, instead of it being full screen, it's going to start cutting pieces of it off, so you only see a little portion of the video, until you scroll back down you, like, watch the video again.
1: Sorry, what app are you talking about? You cut out during the beginning of the statement.
0: The YouTube app. Oh, really? Yeah, so as you record it, like, if you record like this, instead of... Mm-hmm. Same people like this.
1: So they, so they're, so they're killing vertical video. Finally.
0: Yeah, they're killing vertical video.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Because you remember that they, they had a good, they had a YouTube. It wasn't the main YouTube app, they really, had like a YouTube video app, where when you started it, they would tell you to turn your phone. Yep. And I was like, okay, really, okay. Really. <laughs> it's like so weird holding your phone like this. Yeah. But, um, so it's gonna crop it automatically. It's okay. gonna be
0: cropped automatically, and as soon as you move back down, it's gonna open, like, show more of the video. So it's it's gonna be interesting. Um,
1: That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Now there's a rumor going about with the Pixel device, the Pixel 2, is that the Pixel 2 XL, which is the larger version of it, is going to more outshine the Pixel regular version, well, Pixel 2 regular version, Um, just because it's going to still have the 3.5 millimeter jack, which supposedly the Pixel 2 is going to be getting rid of so it can have space for stereo speakers?
1: Listen here. (laughs) This this 3.5 millimeter jack is a serious source of contention for me because in my opinion, any phone that, that doesn't include a 3.5 millimeter jack is just, that's just unacceptable. Like, seriously, like, just stop. Like, don't follow Apple down that path. You know, Apple has gotten uh, has gotten a lot of things right, but I think they're wrong on this one because I don't think there's a single person who doesn't miss their 3.5 millimeter jack. I mean, people say, they. I actually saw a lady in um, Solomon's Fresh Market out of Old Fort Bay, you know, with these... um. AirPods in, in, in the air, and I'm like, okay, that looks that looks cool, or whatever, but, you know, you still got to charge those things, you know, there's nothing that compares the diversity of just being able to grab, you know, these headphones, just plug it in, and, you know, listen on the phone, and then take it out, plug it into your laptop, and then just move like that without having to pair, repair, and everything, because I have Bluetooth speakers, I have Bluetooth headphones that I use in the gym, and whatever, but, like, just that whole pairing process is like you have to sit down and, and repair Then you have to think about um, the whole thing of charging the phone, etc. And I, I I really don't think Android phones should go that route in general.
0: Well, unfortunately it seems that some of them are. Um granted granted the release from what this is saying, the Pixel two XL will still be keeping it because it has the space to do so. Um but and in, in another part about it, the XL2, well, the 2XL, will also be getting smaller bezels all around, whereas the Pixel 2, regular, is going to pretty much keep the same bezels that the Pixel has.
1: They might as well just call it two two different phones at that point in time, because it sounds like, because the, the, when you use XL or Plus or whatever, you know, name that you use, it implies that it's the same phone, just bigger. But... These phones seem, like, drastically different. Well, not drastically, significantly different in the features that they offer and the design philosophy. of it.
0: Well, see, that's, that's part of what's been a little off, especially with when you come and look at things like Samsung and, and Apple. So, for example, typically the Plus versions on Apple, they have better cameras and, like, more features in the cameras and stuff like that. With um, the Notes versus, well, the... The S line and their uh, bigger versions—they, for the most part, they're similar, but they tend to also be like a few little changes here and there. Yeah. Um, and since we're actually talking about Samsung, Samsung has actually come—well, a leak has been shown with the new uh, Galaxy Note 8 design that looks pretty nice like it it looks a lot like the S8 hey i'm just going to pull that up
1: sorry.
0: but um essentially it's it's almost less it does not have the curved um areas now people are saying that the back of it is ugly but the front of it is amazing um just simply i'm guessing because of like how the camera and the um fingerprint print scanner look on it or at least the CAD designs and then what people have rendered based on those CAD designs but
1: um wow what I'm seeing is is what you're talking about this is gorgeous
0: yeah like the front of it people like love it it's I think the back of it is the only thing people really don't like
1: you said is this is the Note 8 or the S8 Note 8 alright because the S8 is, up, is already out right? yeah. I thought you said S8 earlier
0: Okay, no, um, but essentially it looks it looks very similar. Um, it's it does have those like the curved and everything like that, and it supposedly has the pen on the bottom.
1: Are those cameras like dual stack, like like those old HTC Evo's?
0: Uh, something like that, yeah. But it's probably gonna be like the telephoto lens instead of a wide angle lens because that seems to be the trend now
1: yeah yeah because um, you remember back, remember back in the day when they we were experimenting with 3d photos because we, we oh, the technology always seems to come from oh, so cool. yeah. you know this thing had two cameras on the back instead of like i don't know why it never occurred to, to them back in the day hey include the telephoto lens on a regular lens instead of including the same lens so you can like try and get it. something i've got no idea but um yeah so
0: samsung pay <laughs> has also moved forward with, it's not as big a thing, or at least, I'm not sure, but Discover was... Delva says
1: the audio is gone. Audio is gone. No, I can say that I can hear you. Okay, can you
0: hear yourself? Yeah,
1: I can say that myself, I can So, so, maybe maybe, something, that we'll maybe check to see if you're on
0: mute. Um, yeah. Now, you could have been talking like when we weren't talking and you put yourself on mute. I'm not sure. But um, Samsung Pay has enabled support for Discover cards, which is... I'm not sure, like, how popular Discover is anymore. Like, I haven't... Well, maybe that's because bah- we're in the Bahamas, but overall, I, I don't really have that many friends that have Discover cards, I think. So... American
1: engage. Express.
0: Um, now, they have finally released a, a list of Galaxy devices that will be getting Android 8.0 or, O. Oh, or some people are calling it Oreo or, um, uh, it's not orange sherberts. Wow. Okay. There was remember remember
1: to- this Android always prophesized to
0: be Oreo from? Prophesized, Ashford. but there's, there's another from
1: one. Yeah.
0: There's another one that they're saying that it might be,
1: um, but I, I saw your list and everything and that's well and good, but when are they actually going to implement these? Because
0: That's that's the thing. We don't know. You never know from, when it comes from to my under,
1: from my understanding is that this version of Android is like a game changer in terms of updating phones because they actually split Android from two layers to three layers so that now you can actually like there's the driver layer like what, all the actual stuff that that deal with the system on the chip um stuff and then there's the android layer then there's the application layer yep. so they actually spill out that that driver thing so you don't have to change that part you just change it's kind of like it, like android like android is going to run on top of that so their goal is to actually make um, manufacturers update their phones more often so do you think that this like the the infrastructure change in and of itself is going to Mean that we're going to get this updated so fast, so that's going to apply to future. I still
0: think it's going to become an issue because people will still want to test with their drivers just to make sure. And then there's the whole carrier thing where carrier versions are a thing, so the carriers will want to test it, and so that's going to take time before it actually gets released to customers. So you're still. Aren't looking you glad we don't there.
1: have overbearing carrying carriers in the Bahamas? Yeah. Yeah. Aiming carriers are the best, aren't they? <laughs>
0: um the name was oatmeal cookie by the way mm-hmm. that's what people are thinking it might be
1: that'd be good for you
0: yeah <laughs> but um the list is for those that
1: the cookie, cookie. It was
0: cupcake right when the
1: was soup.
0: uh cupcake yeah yeah um those that will be getting it s8 s8 plus note 8 7 um 7 edge s7 active Let's say oreo cookie really that could be it that could be it you know that that actually could make sense Um, the S7 active which I'm surprised would have gotten the A7 2017 version the A5 the A3 all those 17 versions the J7 the um, J5 they even
1: updated the J models yeah that's surprising
0: did you know that there's also a Note FE version
1: no, where's the
0: I, I have no idea. I've never even heard. Final of
1: Final edition, <laughs> flammable edition.
0: The um, the Tab S <laughs> three, the C nine and C seven Pros, and the J seven Prime.
1: Okay. Those that—that's actually pretty cool because I didn't even know they—they they actually got updated to Android seven.
0: Yeah, apparently. Well, some of them probably. Um, I think some of them came with Android seven.
1: And those like their low, like their lowest yeah. headphones. Yeah. Those are the phones that BBC practically gives away, right? Some of them, yeah. Like those are like the hundred dollar phones.
0: I think those are the J twos. So the J twos are um the ones that they say will not get Android. Okay. Um though they don't have anything but the J two primes, so that and all of these are from two thousand sixteen, so you never know.
1: So a, a J phone that you would walk into a phone store right now, like how much would a J seven run you into?
0: Depends on the location, but anywhere from...
1: I'm just trying to get an idea of the... Of
0: 70 the, to 150?
1: So so it's still pretty uh, like an entry-level. Yeah.
0: A... Entry to okay. mid-level, yeah.
1: I, I didn't expect... I, I know they they may throw... Like Samsung history, they would typically throw a flagship phone. They have two flagship phones, or maybe... Uh, I think they have like four now. But they would like throw the S phone and the Note. I can update to the next version of Android if it came out the same year, but after that, you were pretty much on your own. Pretty much. That's, good on, that's good on Samsung, though.
0: Um, they're saying the ones, there's a list that may or may not get it. So mm. it's up in the air. It's the A9 Pro, the A8, um, and these are all from 2016. The J7, the J5, the J3, the Tab, um, S2, and the Tab A. All those mm. may or may not get it. Those that definitely will not get it is the S6 series, the Note 5, the A7, the A5, the A3, the J3, the J2. Like I said before, and the, what about J1. the
1: Note the... 7 <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I have one of those? Huh? Really? I actually
0: have one, yeah. Dude, you need to turn that in. <laughs> get a refurbished one or something.
1: Ah. Uh... I like it. It's so pretty. Like I don't, I don't charge it or anything. But it's like so nice like that. you got a,
0: you've got a really expensive paperweight there.
1: I've actually heard that like if you turn it on, there's an, there's an over-the-air update that it would actually disable it permanently.
0: Yeah, there is. Um, Samsung's also launched four new ISO cell. Image sensors, sub well, images, sensors sub brands. Um, So, one of
1: them. I'll be a minute.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, They're saying that one of them, which is one of the ones that I'm going to be talking about, uh, it's the last one. But the four sub brands are bright for low light uh, images, fast for quick autofocus even in the dark, slim for thin sensors that still deliver great photos in slim devices and dual, which will have combinations of different sensors to bring multiple features to one device, which is they're saying is more than likely going to be on Note 8. Now, Qualcomm and uh, a company that's made a little bit of splash recently, Vivo, um, they are making the same splash because of something that Qualcomm has done. Uh, For a long time, Samsung and Apple have gotten a little bit of flack because they're saying that um, their fingerprint scanners are not under the screen. Samsung's own, or at least more recent ones, are on the back.
1: Are they? Wait, are they
0: what? They're not under the screen?
1: You're saying they're
0: under the screen? Like, someone actually done that, yeah? Yeah, so Vivo has done that, like, this week. Uh Um, it's in it's in Asia that one of the Asian trade shows they shut it off and it's underneath the, the screen they say it can go through thick glass it can go through metal it works under water can take your heartbeat and your blood flow information all from the fingerprint it's just like an area on the phone you just put your finger on it
1: that's also touch sensitive and does other phone things
0: yeah well I'm guessing um, but it, essentially it's, it's using the, the new sensor from Qualcomm for, it's called the Underscreen Fingerprint Sensing or Sensor, um, well actually, sorry, it's called the uh, Ultrasonic Fingerprint Sensor. So ultrasonic. Because of that, it does all that different stuff. So that's really upping the ante when it comes to Samsung, like I was saying earlier, the sensor on the back. And Apple, because a lot of people were saying this Apple sensor is also going to be on the back, simply because neither of them could have really get that under-screen sensor going the way they wanted to before they had to launch.
1: I'm concerned. I'm uh, not concerned. I'm curious how that's actually going to work. Though. Because you remember when you move from the iPhone um, 5 to the iPhone 5X, I have an iPhone 5 right here. You see that they actually had to put that little um, ring there. Yep. And I found that that ring there wasn't actually just for design. It was actually an electronic sensor so the phone knows when to read it. Otherwise, if, if the phone doesn't have a device or some mechanism to actually know that your fingerprint is there, it's going to be forced to continuously scan the um, fingerprints the entire time. So how are you going to put that, that interface like on an actual screen? Like, well, I think the entire thing is that
0: there's not really going to be an interface. It's just going to be a part of the screen where you do it. Now, what they're saying is it takes a little bit of time. Like, it takes about a second before it really activates. And, like, I'm guessing during that time it, it notices pressure and stuff like that. And so then in, because of pressure, it probably tries to read your fingerprint. And if there's not a fingerprint, it just turns off. If there's a fingerprint, then it unlocks your phone or whatever.
1: I guess they can act, they can actually activate it. Um, Sense like, it by the touch Yeah.
0: Remember, this is Qualcomm, so they they're, it's at the chip levels.
1: Okay. But this just goes back into, like, you know, technology going you know, full circle. Remember that app that they had for the iPhone where you actually put your fingerprint? Like, they would, they would, like, you know, put your finger on the screen to unlock the device and there was a trick where you would, like, touch the screen a certain place to unlock it. Yep, the joke and people, app. Yeah, but people were like, oh, you guys are so stupid, you know, like, the phone, the screen can't read your fingerprint. <laughs> Lo and whole ten years later.
0: Yep. Now, we're going to move on to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now, Facebook is working on preventing catfishing and it's starting tests in India where it's protecting your profile photos from da- from being downloaded and even from being, uh, like, people being able to use screenshots to get your photo.
1: Oh, uh, it's
0: well, it's more along the lines of, well, if it's the app, much like, um, well, I forget the name, but there are certain apps that actually will block you. Like it will tie into the actual system, and like when you try to screenshot it, it will say cannot um, have compute, um, get a screenshot. Typically, you find
1: those I'm, in like. I don't think that works on iOS there. Okay? On iOS. Um. I know Android has a built-in feature to, to block screenshotting, but I don't think iOS actually allows you to do that. I could be wrong
0: though. I'm not 100% sure. Like. I think that's why they're starting it off in India and seeing how things go because I think India is more Android based anyway. So there's that aspect of it. So Facebook has also gotten into some trouble and it's a little funny how things have happened uh, because Germany wants to find Facebook over quote-unquote, terrorist propaganda and other violent content like hate speech. Um, Lawmakers are, quote, racing to pass new legislation that would impose fines of up to 50 million euros or $55.8 million um, on tech companies that fail to remove hate speech, incitements of violence, and other obviously illegal content from their platforms. Companies that would have to remove clearly illegal content within 24 hours, they would have up to one week to decide on cases that are less clear. Now technically, companies like social media companies have already had that mandate for some time now. Um, the governments are saying that they're taking it a little bit too blase, mm-hmm. um, and so now they're really jumping down with this fine.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. though. Well, <laughs> on one hand, you know I don't like I don't really like hate speech, like you know especially you know racist etc. You know, both of us are, uh, as people of color, you know, we naturally, you know, see stuff like that on the internet. It makes I can speak for myself. It makes me feel a certain type of way. However, when we're talking about the internet, the internet is supposed to, you know, a powerful yeah free speech. You know, whether or not someone agrees with what you're saying, you have the right to say it. Um, and when you start sense, and it's like a it's like a Pandora's box. When you opening mm-hmm. when you open the door to start censoring things, like Start censoring things that people are saying that you don't like where well, you draw the line someone's going to come in next time and they're going to censor a bit more they're going to censor some people who in a country where they're fighting for their rights you know they're you know advocating for their civil for their, you know for civil rights civil liberties etc and you know that same legislation is a device that may have started off with you know good intentions and then eventually you know, became something another reason for the government to oppress people.
0: And that's kind of like what I was talking about a little bit last week, because there was also something about censorship um, that I talked on then, but it's it's a really touchy subject. Um, and I think that's why, like, just a day later, Facebook then has announced that it has launched a third counter-speech initiative in Europe, uh, partnering with the not-for-profit Institute uh, for Strategic Dialogue for the launch of the Online Civil Courage Initiative, or OCCI, which is aimed at tackling online extremism and hate speech. And in the UK, the OCCI will provide, uh, let's see, training for NGOs to help them monitor and respond to extremist content and dedicated support desk so they communicate directly with Facebook marketing support for NGOs to undertake counter speech campaigns throughout Facebook's creative shop and Facebook's advertising credits, best practices sharing with NGOs, government and other online service services, financial support for academic research on online and offline partners of, sorry, patterns of extremism and what will make an effective response. And overall, the initiative aims to enable a community of local organizations and activists to share campaigns, experiences, and advice and challenges using Facebook's own group's feature as their networking media.
1: Well that's different, that's more along the lines of educating people, trying to encourage people to be better citizens of the world, but when you actually get to the point where you're deleting comments off of Facebook, you know.
0: Well, essentially it's still doing that because it's giving, it's helping out NGOs uh, thank you for following Nob Jockio or Nob Jockio. Um, but what they're doing is they're they're training the NGOs and the NGOs are the ones that are reporting this stuff to Facebook anyway. So it's still leading to it being censored, regardless. Mm. So it's it's still a little touch and go right there.
1: My whole thing is just that one person's extremism is just another person's real life view.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's one way to put it. Um but moving on from that. Wall Street, a Wall Street Journal report is saying that in some cases oh sorry, uh Facebook is courting Hollywood agencies for original scripted TV shows. Really? So, Facebook is now looking to go into TV's, non-TV series.
1: Facebook is trying to become Netflix.
0: Essentially. That's what it's sounding like. Uh,
1: Netflix, Everyone's trying to do that, though. Everyone's yeah. trying to get a piece of it, because Netflix's original content has been has been wildly successful yep. with, you know, House of cards or just in the like Black, Black Mirror, etc. Um, I saw YouTube, because I actually renewed my YouTube word. Um, subscription during the election because those ads are just driving me crazy. Yeah. And notice that they actually had original comment, content, but I, actually, I haven't actually taken the time to actually look at that stuff Neither yet. Neither have I, to be quite honest. <laughs> and when I refreshed the stream just now because one of the helpful ads that Twitch decided to show me, Amazon is actually doing some original content on Amazon Prime that looks pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, What they're saying, though, is that Facebook is offering up to $3 million per episode. Wow. And it's also keen on procuring less expensive productions that would cost hundreds of thousands each episode to make. And the Wall Street Journal is sources said that Facebook is set late summer as a tentative launch window, and it hopes to reach audiences of somewhere between 13 to 34.
1: And
0: okay. It's a little different range than what like most people go for, is because it's only like that twenty four to thirty five range, or the eighteen. Can on. you imagine
1: if someone made the next Game of Thrones like on Netflix?
0: That I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. No, but it would need to get the viewership because I mean, look what happened to Sensei. I've, I've never actually watched that show. Neither have I, but I've just been hearing a lot about it.
1: Yeah. I heard a lot about it, too. But Black Mirror, I'm like, someone really campaigned hard for that show, and I was reluctant at first, but now I'm really, really glad that I saw it, that I watched the episodes. I
0: haven't watched that either. So you should. I'm, yeah. Um, speaking of shows and stuff like that, though, China has banned live streaming of video and audio on a whole.
1: Doesn't surprise me at
0: all. Doesn't surprise me either, but it it's likely due to become because it's hard to police it, especially since it's all happening live and it's not like pre-recorded stuff and that like, gets being uploaded. So like earlier this week, like companies that used to do live streaming got a notice from the government saying you know shut down. So yeah, that's kind of bad for some of them.
1: I wonder how that affects Chinese Twitch streamers, like. Are they not allowed to do that either? Like, uh, is Switch now blocked?
0: See, that's that's the thing. That, like, I'm not sure. And like, how's that going to work when it comes to eSports and stuff like that? But that's for another topic, I'm guessing. But I'm guessing they're going to have to get some kind of special permit. It's, it's going to become quite difficult.
1: That's that's I mean that's it, it it is a bit drastic on the whole scale, but you know, China has had that great firewall built since what, two thousand and five? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been that's just been their way of life of censoring what the public can and can't see. And we've had different US presidents condemn China over it but eventually they just gave up. Um now, so
0: on want
1: It probably won't affect Hong Kong, yeah. Matrix. Yo.
0: I think this one's you're going to be really happy about. What's up? Microsoft.
1: So, uh,
0: do you, like, for your own personal computers and whatnot, do you check your GPU usage?
1: No, really.
0: Okay. Um, for those that do and those that may be watching, um, if you use something like GPU Z or some other information to see how much your GPU is being used or, um, drivers and stuff like that. Microsoft is doing something that might interest you. They are actually going to be adding a GPU monitor to the task manager. Really? So much like how you can see your CPU usage and seeing like how high it is and stuff like that, you're now going to be able to see your GPU usage, meaning you don't oh, huh. need those extra little programs to tell you that unless you're looking for more information, because it seems, um, to get that more information, it's not going to be right off the bat. They're talking about maybe um, sometime after the fall update, because the fall update they're saying is when it's going to be coming out with this. Um,
1: they'll start it, to add Is more this more just data. a graph or, or is it like some actual calculations in there, like processes? Likely,
0: it's like- going to be like the graph and some little calculations, very similar to how the CPU monitor currently is in Windows 10.
1: That's cool. Now I can actually keep an eye on how, how um, efficient my Bitcoin mining is.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's that's one thing I actually didn't think about with it at all. But yeah, you're right.
1: The cryptocurrency miners are going to love that.
0: We're actually going to get to um, cryptocurrency in just a moment, actually.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. I'll save um, this next point for that
0: one. Maybe not cryptocurrency, but online currency at least. But... um.
1: Did you know there was an international shortage of graphics cards, like, last week?
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, they actually ran out, like, graphic card prices, like, sold to the roof because of all the people buying them to... I forgot the name of the actual cryptocurrency. It wasn't Bitcoin, but it was something new. It was a new cryptocurrency that people... Apparently, graphic cards are really, really good at mining them. They're like, oh, yeah. much more efficient than, like, CPUs. Yeah. Um, Microsoft's next
0: thing was that they... Have a new thing called a sports platform. Um, sorry, sports performance platform, which, yeah, it's a head turner. Um, oh. It helps with sports and athletes. Essentially, what it is it's is an analytic system that helps teams track, improve, and predict their players' performance using machine learning and surface technology. Okay. Microsoft. Yes, I see the confused look on your face. Let's make it even more confusing. Um, this platform can for example figure out when a player is at risk of injury based on his or her most recent performance and recovery time so essentially they can then say uh the different and this is a quote the difference between a win and a loss can be decided with with the help of this uh, by an extra five minutes of sleep sorry five minutes of wind sprints levels of dehydration Are getting to bed 30 minutes earlier than before like and so give suggestions and you can actually understand your player a little bit better for the next day when they're actually about to play
1: i don't know that microsoft has the data to actually implement this this sounds like something that google would actually come up with
0: microsoft has been working on machine learning for some time now
1: they don't have the neural networks that google has
0: probably not but it doesn't need a neural network
1: Neural Network. You know Google's AI actually created its own programming language?
0: Yeah, I know. I actually spoke about that last week. Oh, wait. That was Facebook. Facebook's own actually have, did the same thing.
1: Yeah?
0: Yeah, they're, they're chatbots.
1: Yeah, they, they've almost succeeded in creating SkyNet. Yep. I don't know. Let's, let's see what Microsoft... Um, like. I don't know where, like, where they're getting this data from. Like, Has someone been cataloging this or they, they bought... Like some sports journal archive sure. or something. It's, it's
0: like it. Right now, it's for professional teams, and but they're going to be releasing it to like regular coaches and stuff like that as time goes on. But I'm guessing they've been using actual athletes and tracking it over time, and so they've been helping it with, um, grow like that. And so now it's ready for.
1: It sounds like a new acquisition. That's the only. That's the only reason why I would why I would I would take something that, that credibly that they actually bought a company that was, like, cataloging that
0: information. It's quite possible. Maybe just as under the radar, at least for now. Possibly. Now, getting into that digital currency thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Guess who's coming into it? Razer.
1: Mm. Who's Razer?
0: Really? Razer, the gaming company that sells peripherals, like the Razer Chrome, um, Chroma Mouse, the Razer um, Death Adders, the Razer Keyboards, the... Razer Blade laptops that are some of the thinnest laptops in the world for gaming.
1: I has heard of none of this.
0: Wow. That yeah. is surprising. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, but you know, I told them
1: Ra- I'm, a, I'm a filthy console person.
0: <laughs> okay. If you're, if you're more console than PC, that, that definitely does make sense. But um, for the PC world, Razer is, at least for gamers, it's a fairly well-known company.
1: Is it like the Mad Cats of PC? Yeah. Yeah. That was a joke, because Mad Cats just went out of business last month, two months ago. Well. Yeah. So, what about that? What what about that digital currency?
0: Okay, so recently they've come out with well, not so much recently, but a few months ago they came out with a new app, well, program called Cortex. So, pretty much whenever you log in per day, or and when you play certain games, it gives you currency. Based on how long you're playing, and like how how long your streak has been, that you've opened up the app and like clicked on it and like whatnot, kind of like a loyalty program for continuously using um, Cortex. That
1: sounds like what Blizzard does.
0: Essentially. Um, now, the thing about it is they've been giving something called Z Silver and Z Gold credits with that, and now they've invested twenty million into a Malaysian-based online payment firm called M-O-L Global. Now, I'm just going to call them Mall at this point. <laughs> Mall has an offline network with retailers like 7-Eleven. Well, that's probably a bad example because they're actually owned by the exact same company. So that already gives you an example as to how big this thing is. Because there's 7-Eleven even in Japan. So, um, but Mall mall system allows people to buy online points over the counter and these mall points will be rebranded to gold mall points to fit in with the razor um, incentives for topping up Um, both networks will allow users to buy points over a million um, online and retail stores across southeast asia now sorry southeast asia new zealand and australia These points will be redeemable through partners, Sony's platform, sorry, PlayStation Store in that region, and, sorry, Facebook Games and other publishers like Nexon, which is fairly popular, especially in Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're saying that this deal makes Z-Gold one of the biggest virtual credit card systems in the world and biggest in Southeast Asia. So, essentially, that's one of the biggest digital currencies in Southeast Asia as well.
1: Interesting. And you, and you earn these things by playing games?
0: Yeah, you can at least. Because um, it measures like how long you're doing and it. it has a cap like for the day and whatnot. So you can't just like leave your game open and it just runs infinitely. But yeah, you can earn it just doing stuff.
1: That sounds like the opposite of an app purchasing. Yeah microtransaction, reverse microtransactions.
0: It's it's all, typically that's all about loyalty, but with this it's like, okay, because, well, you can use those points to buy games and stuff now, they want to make, they want to start having it where you can buy games, or you can buy clothing, or you can buy this, that, and the next.
1: I don't see, I don't understand how it's going to work because I don't see the incentive for them to do it. Like, if you purchase their product and you play it like 24 hours a day, like how, how does that benefit them that you use their product more versus that, versus that original purchase?
0: Um, Honestly, I'm not 100% sure. I'm sure they have got some little incentive that they personally have going with the companies, mm-hmm. but I think they're just trying to build up themselves right now so that because, I mean, look at Twitch. Twitch in itself has started, it's its selling games and stuff like that.
1: Twitch sells games now?
0: Yeah, Twitch sells games now. Yeah. like um, for example if I play a game right now Mm -hmm. and it's one of the games that's in the Twitch like store it'll come up underneath my stream saying do you want to buy this game
1: dude I've never seen that before
0: but if you go
1: to uh, if you go to the website
0: yeah if you go to the website the ellipsis next to browse and you click that and you click store it should take you there
1: Shit, I always assumed that they just had, like, t-shirts on here.
0: They got games and stuff now, too. Like, if you use the Twitch launcher, you can get there as well.
1: Oh, it messed up. I Man, it must have messed up. It's pretty interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Because that, that, that potentially leads to conflict of interest, because if, if you're selling, if, I'm, if Twitch is selling my game, then they're more likely to promote my game. Because but they have an incentive to doing that. It's still though. up to
0: the streamer. In that aspect,
1: yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about like, the front page of Twitch where they actually promote. Like, when you, if you just go to Twitch.tv, like you know, they actually like, have a stream there that's ongoing, that's featured.
0: Well, I think because I mean, for the most part, you typically see tournaments there and specialized um, partners. That right now, yeah. But um.
1: But if I'm actually selling this game,
0: yeah, there might be something like for a, a release. Because typically that's what happens when a particular game releases. Um, you may probably find one or two of the streamers who play that game on the front page. So you never know. That could be a thing. Um, funny thing. So we're moving topics onto Apple now. McAfee um, is saying that malware on Macs is growing which is not entirely surprising considering that there's more people using Macs now.
1: I'm not a Mac now.
0: But from the um, past quarter compared to um, this first quarter uh, last year, uh, malware has grown 53% on Macs. So it's totaling about 700,000 malware um, <laughs> attacks.
1: How do they actually count those though? Because sometimes they actually, if they count them the way like bytes count stuff where they actually count each individual like, script as, a, as its own independent malware, then that's, I think that's drastically overstating the problem.
0: Well, I'm not 100 percent sure, to be quite honest. Um, they don't go into full detail with it. They do say like they checked in these different pro, um, steps, But they don't give it like if it was one particular strain. But I mean, it would make sense if it is because actually I'm gonna get to that a little bit later on. Let me not jump ahead. But there's a new ransomware that we're gonna talk about. But regardless of that and the high number, that's only just one percent of what Windows is facing. Mm -hmm. And not only that, most of those are adware based.
1: So just pop ups then.
0: For the most part um you probably heard the news about OnePlus and the OnePlus plus five
1: yeah you and, mean the benchmark thing
0: well there is the benchmark thing yeah um so oneplus they've been caught cheating in benchmarks so, and, but they're know. saying this they, is like
1: the third time they've done that
0: something like that yeah they're saying that this time, though, they didn't overclock the CPU or set a CPU frequency floor. And for one person, thank you, Ryan Crush 24, for following. Hey. Um, one person, well, one person at the company is saying they don't even know how to overclock
1: the CPU. <laughs> what? Hopefully that guy's insane so as I, I
0: I think, I think they actually, they are. <laughs> But,
1: um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the quote of the week.
0: Um, the next thing is that persons who have bought the OnePlus 5 are finding, some of them at least, are finding that if they touch the OnePlus with one finger just right, it disables the 5 gigahertz Wi Fi
1: completely. So it's like
0: antenna 2.0? Right? Antenna gate 2.0. Now, again, it's not happening to everybody but it is happening to a few. There, They even have a thread on Reddit. They have a thread inside the official forums for OnePlus, but... Um,
1: you think OnePlus is going to start distributing a free or a free bumper case?
0: Well, what seems to happen is that they're saying, well, people are just returning them and they're getting devices that don't have the issue. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing for some of them, they have it fixed.
1: Yeah. Because you remember, like, that's the reason why like when you look at the iPhone, they have like these little bunches here, mm-hmm. the antennas there. Because it was the iPhone, it was the original iPhone 4 that had the issue, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, another company that I think most of us, at least the more techie side of us, uh, probably know about is If This Then That or IFTTT.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, they have partnered now with 30 more services thanks to the Data Access Project, which now has access to things like Google Photos, VoIP, alerts for things like economy and public transit. And those two mainly because of, well, the majority of those 30 uh, sources are government um, sources. But they then also allow you to tie into your Gmail to do things like um, blind copy. and c- c- no? Drafts and emailing yourself. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I really like that myself. I'm probably never gonna use those. I'm gonna. You pretty much
1: you pretty much had things over your entire life to someone else.
0: Yeah, for the most part, your Google Photos access, your Gmail access.
1: Well, Mm. every photo I take is uploaded to Google Photos, so that's it anyway. Yeah. Like,
0: no, I don't want every photo I have to be uploaded, when I upload it to Google Photos to be put on Tumblr. No, I'm, if I want to do that, I'm going to do it myself.
1: Do it? Trusting Google is hard enough. Yeah. Now,
0: there is a new ring on the market. I'm just using that term quite well because there's actually a, another thing that came out a few years ago called NFC ring, which is very similar. And I actually have one right here. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually has an NFC like right here. See it? And then they have another NFC one like right there. So you just put it <laughs> on your finger and like you can tap it there or against your phone.
1: This is done. your phone or something?
0: Yeah, or just like send contact information. Pretty much anything you could do with NFC, you can
1: do on that one. That's kind of like those NFC things that they had earlier, but yeah. like, oh, I like those NFC stickers, yeah they were like circular sort of like palm things
0: so they, they put that on the phones, but this new one, token, it's taking it slightly more, so for example, um, what this is doing it's authorizing even transactions so it's going to use the nfc information it's going to be using bluetooth you're going to be able to make it's tied in with people like microsoft mastercard visa um hid hid is the company that's responsible for like 80 percent of the wireless security systems in the market um so like getting into your office at work if you've got one of those wireless security things that you've got to put your badge up against chances are i'll probably work with that though instead of being issued a new card issue the information onto my um, my ring.
1: How much stuff can it store?
0: That I'm not sure of.
1: Because N- because NFC, if I remember, those NFC tags are limited to like one or two rights.
0: Yeah. So, well, not, it's not so much rights, but it's still a certain amount of information can only be put on it. And don't time. those
1: cards like use some kind of RFID or something like that? Yes, say they that? do.
0: For the most part, yeah, they do. But, so, here's the thing. Not only that, but... Not all laptops, for example, have NFC readers or Bluetooth. But say, for example, um, you have one that has Bluetooth. Like, for, There's an example in, um, when they were showing it off. They actually showed off where someone with a MacBook, they tapped their um, the ring to the table twice, like that tap, and it unlocked their MacBook. I'm not so...
1: And it has, it has
0: some do most don't, so I'm guessing it worked more on Bluetooth.
1: But how does the Bluetooth represent? Because the, the whole thing with NFC is NFC is like ultra short range communication, so you have to be with, like within like an inch or two um, for it to work. But with ETH has a significantly wider range, so how do they recognize that, that contact? Is it like a machine sensor or something?
0: It might be, and they've even built something in, so for example, like right inside here, inside the ring. It would recognize your fingerprint as you slide it in.
1: Okay, so wait. If it recognizes your fingerprint, does that thing have a CPU in it?
0: I think it may, at least a chip recognizes your. At least a chip that recognizes your fingerprint to then use it.
1: I find it hard to believe that that thing right there has the the data processing capacity to actually recognize a fingerprint.
0: Like, well, again, it's not this ring. This is the NFC ring, but it's very it's really uh, similar to this. It looks very similar, and it's probably almost the same, um, except that, like, this, this part inside here is slightly raised when you slide it in. Yeah. Um, they're saying it's going to uh, add a layer of tokenization for credit card transactions. Um, in addition to uh, that and the fingerprint and IR sensor com- um, combination,
1: so, that's Bluetooth, NFC, and an IR sensor, and fingerprint reader.
0: Yep. And it's going to store credentials on an EAL5 Plus Certified Secure Element
1: for Safety. Okay. I'm going to have to redirect my paper on this, dude, <laughs>
0: Because
1: that seems like way too much in such a small device. Like, realistically speaking, that's like feature technology. It's... How hot does this thing run? I don't
0: know. And see, that's the thing. Like, the ring will need recharging every three days.
1: Just because dude, stuff on That it. Do, that does more than the typical like that an Apple Watch with a much smaller um with a, with a much smaller size. Yeah. And has the charge less often.
0: So it's it's really making a stir because of it?
1: Um, yeah. I need to look at that dude. Are they in the show notes? Uh
0: yeah they are. Um
1: take a look at that dude, because that that just seems too good to be true. Like in technology is like rare. was like you know, for some to say, okay, it seems too good to be true. But like, it, it seems too good to be true. Like, I actually need to see something like that.
0: Uh, I'm going to try and get one. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, moving on. Remember how I was talking about the different versions of, like, malware and stuff? There's a new ransomware that's been hitting Europe. Mainly the Ukraine. Yep. Uh, it's called Not Petya because um, it's a new strain of ransomware that they thought um, was just a variant of another one called Petya. Mm-hmm. And when they actually took a look at it, it's a it's new strain. And it's following very. It uses WannaCry's exploits. Yeah, I mean, yeah um, and I mean granted most of these are patched already on like more up-to-date systems but you know not everyone updates a lot of people are still on XP uh, so yeah and then of course there's new strings of that that are of not patcher that are popping up just to deliver ran- other types of ransomware or mine cryptocurrency.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know what to tell people. Anything. Like, if you're still running like XP, you know, XP has been end of life for five years now. That's like someone running Windows ninety-eight. Anyway. Hey, I'm running Windows ninety-eight. Who's that?
0: Um, yeah, I I don't know what to really tell people like that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's I'm, like I'm so, actually,
0: that's decided to run ME instead of two thousand back in the day.
1: Yeah, exactly. Except that you know those two use two different kernels, but you know, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Like people don't want to buy new computers or whatever. I don't know what their reasons are, but like, come on. We've had, we have had Windows XP, there's been Windows Vista, there's been Windows 7, there's been Windows 8, there's been Windows 10. So there's like five versions of Windows that have been out since, you know, that like, your yeah, computer has uh, has been out. And they don't release a version of Windows every year. They probably release like once every two or three years. So, like, when it, didn't Windows XP come out like in 2000 and 2002 or something like that? So using a 15-year-old operating system at this point.
0: Yeah. And you want to stay up to date. Good luck.
1: I'm surprised that Microsoft even that thing.
0: Listen, the the outcry for it was that
1: intense. I heard they shut down hospitals and stuff.
0: Yeah, they did. And that's some of the places that Ukraine were hit as well—banks, hospitals, the whole shebang.
1: You know what? I'm gonna take a controversial view, and I'm like. I'm sort of glad, you know, because at the very least, they just purchase, like, it's like the Hunger Games for the computers, they pretty much purges the entire globe of old technology of old computers, because if you had a Windows XP machine, that means you just didn't value your computer and it was still on it. Um,
0: Ukraine actually did something a little interesting. You know that little um, meme with the dog, like, sitting down at a table with a cup of coffee while it burns? <laughs>
1: Hey, this is fine?
0: Yeah, this is fine. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: They posted on Twitter that meme and said, you know, our government, so-and-so services and computers are having an issue. Uh, we're working on it. With so, that meme. What, what, what an what, official operating system. government
1: <laughs> Twitter handle. So which what, what operating system do you think the government of the bombs is running?
0: Oh, they're probably running XP. Oh,
1: Windows NT servers Yeah. At at
0: five Yeah, <laughs> I would not be surprised. Maybe six if you're lucky.
1: The thing is, I, I I my company where I work, we do a really good job of keeping our clients up to date. Like, and we patch them regularly. And knock on wood, none of our clients have been affected yet. Because they're making like the media's making it seem like everyone's computer is pretty much fair game. I'm like, have you known anyone who's been affected by this? Question. No. No.
0: Um so moving on to Amazon. Uh they have come out with a new product, the Amazon Dash Wand. Okay,
1: that sounds interesting.
0: Yes. So it's very similar to the Amazon Dash, except this one has a barcode scanner at the end of the wand for you to scan your products. Um and it has Alexa features inside of it.
1: Okay, I'm going to need to see a video of that in action. Um, it sounds like they're trying to get Harry Potter on us right
0: now. Um, but not only that, there's there's there are some issues with it. So, for example, there's a difference between things that are on Amazon Fresh and things that on Amazon. If you scan something that's available on Amazon, it shows up in your Amazon cart. If you scan something that's available... Um, sorry, this means that products that may, sorry, may not show up with things that you order from Amazon fresh. So for example, if um, you order tomatoes for spaghetti that you're gonna be cooking today, like later on today, well, probably not today, but example, Um, but the grated Parmesan cheese won't be here until tomorrow because you ordered that on Amazon instead of Amazon fresh. Unless you adjust your order and whatnot, and use Prime now. Um, So essentially, you can order one thing on Fresh, one thing on Amazon. They're not going to get there on time because, you know, there's priority for Fresh. Because things are supposed to be Fresh. That's the whole thing behind the name. And it prevents, like, things getting spoiled if you get, like, pantry or stuff like that. But it's it's a little weird. So...
1: At that point, you, you may as well just go ahead and get something new.
0: Yeah, at that point. So I see it being more and more lazy than anything.
1: Yeah, that's not like something Californians would enjoy. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Now, Amazon is also tied up with Nokia to release the Nokia 6, and it's going to be going at a cheaper price for Prime users. What's it running? Sorry?
1: What oh. OS is it running?
0: Uh, I believe it runs on Android.
1: Really? And then Nokia was owned by Microsoft. They. How should I put this? Did Microsoft buy Nokia and burn like it to the? They. Ground.
0: They did, yep. and they burned it to the ground so fast. Um, I think they got rid of, or at least something happened to the mobile element, and so the some of the people who were behind the mobile. What the
1: What other element of Nokia was there?
0: There was the research and development and stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, so there's a subset of people who used to work for Nokia. They um, came came up with the... They continued with the name Nokia and went along with it, created Android because uh, Microsoft still has the uh, Windows and Symbian, uh, like all those um ips
1: sim being a similar
0: thing well they have the the license for it so oh, they can't. you don't hold that you don't book the
1: intellectual property yeah
0: okay so
1: they have Sorry, to go is, with something is that this just, is this the iPhone you're talking about the amazon iPhone?
0: no this one's this one's different this one is literally just the um nokia 6 just recently came out
1: Okay. What is it like? What are the, is it good? Is it? I do not know anything about it. It's
0: it's a mid-range phone. Um, to be quite honest, it's nothing all that special.
1: Does it have a flexible thing?
0: Uh, I don't believe so. <laughs> it's got a 16 megapixel camera, 5.5 inch full HD display, immersive sound. Full HD meaning 1080p. I believe so. Are you talking about okay? Right. Um, it's got immersive sound with Dolby Atmos it is front
1: facing or rear
0: mounted sorry say again
1: front facing or rear mounted speakers
0: it has front facing one front facing speaker at least um got a microphone in the back flash one camera really thin it's full metal body uh it got three gigs of RAM, runs on Nougat, uh, Snapdragon 430 processor. Isn't
1: that the mid-tier processor?
0: Um, well, the recent one that just came out is the 835. So yeah, the 435 would be the mid-tier one. Okay. It's got 32 gigs of storage and up to 128 external. Um, it,
1: it, takes, it takes an SD card?
0: Yeah, it takes an sd card and it's got a fingerprint sensor
1: you know i'm i'm really glad sd cards are coming back in, because when when i actually found that the, the s7 um actually takes an sd card like i that blew my mind because i thought we were just done i thought we just left that behind in in 2010 and say we're not doing that anymore
0: yeah i was like i was disappointed in samsung when they did it with the s6 i'm glad they brought it back for the s7 and the s8 and so like they click back for the essay. Kind of means like, yeah, we're gonna stick with this.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I'm. I'm I, glad actually, I
1: actually went and dug up my 64 um, gigabyte SD card.
0: I think I have 128 somewhere around here.
1: Nice. And I still out all of my like training videos and I a couple of movies wow. on
0: there. Wow. Um, and our, our last piece of news. <laughs> uh, Nintendo they have announced the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, or the SNES Classic. And it's going to come with a bunch of games on it. It's a miniaturized version, um, but looks almost exactly the same as the original.
1: I mean, the so it's pretty much, they're going to sell it for like a year, make it widely successful, just cut it off again.
0: Probably. See, and here's the funny thing about it. And this, this is actually a little, it's almost like an awe moment. When you beat the first level of Star Fox 1, on the new SNES system, it unlocks, yeah. (laughs) Um, When it unlocks the first level of um, Star Fox 1, it unlocks the never before released version of Star Fox 2.
1: So you
0: actually have to earn it? You have to earn Star Fox 2. And the team that made Star Fox 2, when they found out, they went and celebrated their almost two-decade-old game that's finally getting launched. Like, that, I found that was just awesome.
1: I, just, I actually saw that picture. Like, they were, like, checking some beers.
0: Yeah. Like, and like they look so happy, and it's like, Ah, uh, you guys. Like, I so my question is:
1: my question, how long do you think it's gonna take people to like extract Star Fox Two and put it in the controller? Oh, not long back. at all.
0: <laughs> they they will rip that thing apart. That's that probably memory.
1: that that actually makes it the only SNES game that's not available like, in ROM format.
0: Exactly. So, I think a lot of people are going to get it just to get Star Fox Two. Uh. Um, so I could probably they're, they're expect pro- to see that on Twitch sometime they're
1: soon. They're probably going to release that on virtual console as well. Maybe Switch like up. a
0: year or so after, I think. They they would want to really focus that on the SNES.
1: Who would thought that the SNES Classic would be getting a console exclusive title? Like, really?
0: It's amazing. Like <laughs> It's got, what, almost like 30 games that are going to be coming on it. And one of them is an exclusive that's never been released before and is like... Okay. This is nice. This is nice. This brings
1: back memories. You know, Mike, at some point in time see, I'm actually gonna go through my game and build a Raspberry Pi. Like a like Game Boy Raspberry Pi or all of those games. <laughs> That's been something I've been meaning to do for a while. I just never go around to. it. Like, I have all the ROMs and everything. Easy if one of those games together. I know I've
0: got I've got a Raspberry Pi around here somewhere, but I use that for, like, Street Pass stuff.
1: But, um... Because when you really think about it, it's, like, really ridiculous, like, how powerful our phones are about. Because when you think about it, right, here's my cell phone that's running a PlayStation 1 game right now. Like, I have had computers, like, back in the day, when I when I first started emulating, I had computers that struggled to play this particular game.
0: Yeah. It's on a smartphone.
1: It's on a smartphone, and the smartphone doesn't even keep the police plan Like it doesn't even stress it at all.
0: But um, yeah, that's actually that that's all of our topics for this this week's episode. It's been a long episode, um, yeah, but it's been an enjoyable one. Yeah, definitely. We had a few hiccups and glitches here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh. Um, throw up everything up everyone who's watching i would like to personally thank you for watching we (laughs) we are streaming on tuesdays for our esports wrap at 6 30 p.m every thursday tech talk is at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time like always if you guys want to be a part of the show let me know you can become a guest or you can just be inside the chat And we'll talk like that during the show. Um, Feel free to follow like a few other people have been doing so far during the show. Uh, If you feel generous, feel free to subscribe with your Prime. uh, Prime... Twitch Prime. Or, you know, just regular subscription if that's what you feel like. Um, And overall, thank you for being here. The show, of course, can't survive without you guys. And I'll see you guys next week. So, this is more cookies and Matrix signing out.
1: Have a great